the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Doug Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. In the challenging times we live in today, we believe that God's Holy Word is the single most important source to all the answers we need and are searching for. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7:24 that anyone who hears his words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on solid rock. It is our hope with this program to help you grow in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Lift Up Jesus is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, California. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. I want you to take your Bibles. I've been waiting to say that to you for a while. Take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. And today, uh, we want to look at an encounter that Jesus had with a man by the name of Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot is one of the most privileged, yet most misunderstood individuals in all of human history. The very mention of his name, Judas, everybody say Judas. The very mention of his name brings up a variety of negative responses. On one hand, he was very privileged because he was in Jesus' inner circle for three years. He was one of the twelve. He was one of the chosen. And that leads me to my first point. Write this down. Judas saw it all, but he was not fully committed. He saw it all. He saw the miracles. He heard the parables. He listened to the teachings. He was a witness to the feeding of the 5,000. He saw Jesus heal the sick. He was present when Jesus calmed the storm. He actually heard the Sermon on the Mount. He witnessed the deliverance of the demon-possessed. He saw it all. He heard it all. He experienced it all. He walked with Jesus for three years. Yet in the end, he chose to betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Judas is prime example number one, and I hope this convicts whoever it needs to convict that just because you're in the church and just because you carry a Bible and just because you know about God, it doesn't mean you're saved. Now, if you lived back in those days and you had actually met Judas, I want you to write this down, he would not seem like a sinister individual to you. That's how we usually think of him. We just mention his name. We think he's a sinister disciple, like he wore a dark robe, walking in the shadows. He's a little shady, a little untrustworthy. On the contrary, if you had actually met him, 
spent some time with him, you'd probably have liked him. He's an upright guy. He's a model citizen, a devout man, a guy who hung out a lot with Jesus. He was a Jesus follower. He was a disciple of Jesus. All of that to say that I'm sure that there are folks here today, probably more than you can count, oh, you look like you love God, you attend church, you might even go to a life group, yet deep, deep inside, you're not really a committed believer. Oh, you're here, and I'm glad you're here, and God's glad you're here, your family's glad you're here, you're exposed week after week to the Word of God, yet inside, you're not a true follower. You look the part, you act the part, but it's not genuine. That's the life that Judas lived. Now, we're going to go to several scenes in our message today. The first scene I want to take you to uh, is up in the upper room. That, that, that's like a two-story thing. And they're, they're up in the what's called the upper room. And this is the very night, the night, the night that Jesus will be arrested. They're having a supper up there. This is like the last good meal that Jesus is going to have before he goes to the cross. And in that room is just Jesus. He's there and the 12 disciples are there. And let's see what happens. Matthew 26, starting with verse 20. We're going to read through this, jump around a little bit, but look at verse 20. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the who? With the 12. And while they were eating, he said these words. I tell you the truth, the one of you will betray me. The Bible says that they were all very sad. And they began to say to him, one after the other, surely not I, Lord, surely not I, Lord, surely not I, Lord. And around the table they went. Now think about this. Think. If Judas had been as uh, blatantly evil as we sometimes think he was, I'm sure that at that moment, when Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me, I'm sure that if Judas was suspicious enough, that all the disciples would have stood up in unison and they would have pointed collectively to Judas and they would have said, it's him, isn't it? We always knew he wasn't real. We always saw those dark circles under his eyes. We never tried. It's Judas, isn't it? But apparently, no one suspected it was Judas. Uh, the Bible says, look at verse 23. Jesus replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to the man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not even been born. And then here in verse 25, then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely it's not I. And Jesus answered, Yes, it is you. And in that moment, Jesus is revealing to all of them, Judas, even though you look like you're a believer, 
I know the real you. And in the same way that Jesus knows who's real and who's not, if Jesus looked across this audience today, I can't tell. But Jesus knows, he knows here today who's real and who isn't real. That brings me to my second point. Write this down. And this is important. Jesus loved Judas, who's his unfaithful friend, the same way he loves his faithful friend. Oh, that's a good word. That Jesus loves Judas, who's unfaithful, who's not fully committed. He loves Judas the same way he loves all of his faithful friends. This is one of the most amazing elements of this entire story, that even though Jesus knew, and there's a word called foreknowledge, Jesus had foreknowledge, he knows things before they take place. Jesus had the foreknowledge that Judas was going to betray him. Jesus still chose to love Judas just as much as he loved those who would not betray him. Somebody should say, wow. I want to go to the exact same story, but John's account, this is how John describes the events of that evening. Here's what John says. The evening meal was being served, and the devil, everybody say the devil. Now what? pay attention to the timing of this. The devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Verse 3 says... Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, that he himself had come from God, and he was getting ready to return to God. Jesus knew what was getting ready to happen here. So, he got up from his mill, he took off his outer clothing, he wrapped a towel around his waist, and after that he poured water into a basin, he got down on his knees, And he began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. I want you to write this down. This is another mic drop moment in Scripture. Jesus getting down on his hands and his knees, washing the disciples' feet including one Judas Iscariot, knowing that the devil had already entered into Judas, knowing that Judas was his betrayer. Had that been you and that had been me? Matthew, come here, I'll wash your feet. And you would have washed Matthew's feet. Peter, come here, I know you're a little impetuous. You say things you don't mean all the time. Come over here, Peter, I want to wash your feet. Thomas, I know you have your doubts, but come here, I want to wash your feet. John, the beloved one. Oh, you love me more than all. Come here, I want to wash your feet, John. Judas? Nah. I'm not doing that. You know, they were in the upper room. It had that been you and me, we'd come to Judas and we knew that he was getting ready to betray us, we would have thrown him out of the window. Jesus loves Judas, his unfaithful friend, as much as he loves his faithful friends because the Bible says that Jesus got down on his knees and he washed all of the disciples' feet, including Judas. And what he was doing in that moment, he was actually extending grace to Judas. He was showing Judas kindness and mercy 
And he was hoping that Judas would come to his senses and repent of his sin. I'm sure that it grieved the heart of Jesus at the very thought of Judas' betrayal because the Bible states that the Lord does not delight in the death of the wicked. He washes his betrayer's feet. He's telling Judas, Judas, it's not too late! It's not too late! I still love you, Judas! I'm on my knees before you washing your dirty, filthy, stinky feet. It's not too late. Do the right thing. Leads me to point number three. Write this down. The kiss. Everybody say the kiss. And the arrest. The kiss and the arrest. I want you to go back to Matthew chapter 26. This is the main part. Everybody say main part. This is the main part of our story today. I want you to get the details of this story in your mind's eye. I want you to understand the context of what's going on here. This is the very last week of Jesus' life before the cross. This is his last meal in the upper room. He's washed all of their feet. He said, one of you will betray me. They all questioned, is it me, is it me, is it me? And Jesus said, it's none of you, it's Judas. And Judas ends up leaving. And after the meal, after the upper room, that same evening, Jesus goes to a garden. It's an olive grove. It's called the Garden of Gethsemane. It's on the eastern slopes of Jerusalem. And if you ever go with us to Israel, we'll go, we will walk through the Garden of Gethsemane. And Jesus goes to this garden. It's nighttime. It's the very night. In just a few hours, he will be arrested. He goes to pray. It's probably, you've got to get this, it's probably two or three o'clock in the morning. His disciples are with him, all except Judas, of course. And as he prays, his disciples fall asleep. Jesus, on the other hand, he's wrestling. He's restless. He's, he's wrestling. He knows what's at stake. He's fighting the temptation. The Bible says that Jesus faced every temptation that you and I face. So if you've ever felt like quitting something, at this moment, Jesus, he's feeling like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I going to have to go to the cross? Am I going to have to suffer But he kind of reaches this conclusion as he prays. He's wrestling. The disciples are sleeping, like some of you right now. And the Bible says in verse 42, he said, my father, if it's not possible for this cup to be taken away, unless I drink it, may your will be done. And he's simply saying, I know this is going to hurt. Oh, this is going to hurt. I know what's about to happen. He's got the foreknowledge. I know, God, that you've called me to die for the sins of the world upon the cross. And I'm going to have these nails driven through my hands and through my feet. But Lord, if there is any father, if there's any other way that the sins of the world can be redeemed, I, God, can, is there any way that someone else can, is there another plan? But he's, he's wrestling back and forth. But he reaches the conclusion. He said, Lord, it's really not what I want. May your will be done. So stay with me. He's praying. He's got the weight of the world. Eternity is in the balance for all of mankind. The cross is before him. The disciples are sleeping. And Jesus comes and rouses the disciples from their slumber. 
with these words. He returned to the disciples and he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour is near, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. And verse 46 says, Rise, let us go. Let us go. Everybody say, let us go. These words, let us go. We usually skip right over those words. But those words are so dramatic. They are so riveting. Because he's, he's in deep prayer. He's sweating like drops of blood. He feels the pressure and the weight of the entire world for all of eternity upon his shoulders. And he reaches this conclusion that, Lord, if this is what you want from me, I'm willing to do it. And he says to those disciples, come on, let's go. It's not passive acceptance. And he's just going to wait around until the inevitable happens. No. Jesus didn't bury his head in the sand and wait for Judas the betrayer to come. Instead, he steps towards his betrayer. He makes a choice to follow his father's will. He's willing to sacrifice his life. And he says, rise, let's go. It's time. Now the first half of verse 47 While he was saying these words, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. Oh, listen, listen, listen. At this moment in the story, Judas is still one of the twelve. He's still one of the chosen. And as I read this, I see it as though God is saying, Judas... It's still not too late to change your mind. You're still one of, at this point of the story, the Bible says it clearly. You're still one of the 12. Before the kiss, before the arrest, before the betrayal, Judas, it's not too late. It says you're still one of the 12. And I say to some of you today, you are, some of you are this close. You're this close to turning your back on Jesus. Some of you are this clear. You're an eyelash away from betraying Jesus. You got something on your schedule right now this week that you know, in a sense, is betraying Jesus. And I say to you, it's not too late. You're still able to do the right thing if only you're willing to do the right thing. Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. Now notice the rest of verse 47. With him, along with Judas, was a... I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but the Bible says there's a large, a large crowd. And they're armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests, the elders of the people. And this is ironic, considering Jesus and the disciples were law-abiding people. They had never raised a sword against anybody. In fact, Jesus had actually taught the disciples, if somebody strikes you on one side of the face, turn and let them strike you on the other side. But now, here's a troop of Roman soldiers. Could have been as many as 600 soldiers, plus some religious leaders and some curious 
onlookers. It could have been as many as a thousand people come to arrest Jesus. And verse 48 says, Now the betrayer, Judas, had arranged a signal. He said that the one that I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Now you have to remember there's no such thing as electricity back in those days. In that garden full of those olive trees, it's dark in there. And so he says, the one that I kiss, it's a signal, that's the one you're to arrest. And going at once in verse 49 to Jesus, Judas said, greetings, rabbi. And kissed him. Now there's so much to say here, I I really don't know where to begin, but let's start here. Judas, prompted by the devil, had agreed, write this down, to betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Be sure to join us next week as Pastor Dudley continues with today's message here on Lift Up Jesus. We hope you were blessed by our program today. If you are in need of prayer, we invite you to call us at our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our Lift Up Jesus phone counselors are ready for any prayer requests you may have at this time. You can also contact us right now if you'd like to receive a copy of today's message on either CD or DVD. Our number again is 888-818-4777. For more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every week. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach, liftupjesus.com forward slash, and then the word reach. We know as Christians, our relationship with Jesus is a daily commitment and not just something we do on the weekends. We believe we have the perfect gift today to help you maintain your daily connection to our Lord for the coming year. Romancing Royalty is a daily devotional book designed to draw you closer to King Jesus with 365 inspirational stories, scriptures, prayers, study questions, and even a place to journal. There are more than 100 contributors to this book, including Greg Laurie, the late John Wooden, Tony Campolo, Jack Hayford, Raul Rees, and Jim Garlow, just to name a few. We know this daily devotional will be a blessing to you. It also makes the perfect holiday gift for a friend or loved one. Pastor Dudley's top-selling daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, is available right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. Romancing Royalty can be yours by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order Romancing Royalty directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. 
We know there are many daily devotionals available today, but none come close to the level of insightful contributors to this book. It's our most popular seller this time of year. So we invite you to call and get your copy of Pastor Dudley's daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, today. If you're struggling with the loss of a loved one and you feel like you need help to get through it, we are here for you. It's called Grief Share. Grief Share is a friendly, caring group of people who will walk alongside you through one of life's most difficult experiences, the loss of a loved one. You can meet with a support group here at Shepherd Church or with a local group near you. You don't have to go through the grieving process alone. Grief Share support groups are led by people who understand what you are going through and want to help. You'll gain access to valuable Grief Share resources to help you recover from your loss and look forward to rebuilding your life. To learn more about Grief Share, visit griefshare.org to find a support group near you. That's griefshare.org to learn more. I'm Dudley Rutherford, Senior Pastor of Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, and I'd like to invite you to our services on Easter weekend. Maybe it's been years since you've been to a church, or maybe you've never been at all. Well, this Easter would be the perfect time to experience a community of people who believe in what God can do in your life. Join us at one of our three locations, Porter Ranch, Woodland Hills, Aqua Dulce, as we celebrate the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us again next week at this same time as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.